0: The Koi Gig pod. There's
1: no way Arsenal would let her go. It's all kind of mind games going on, which is a lot of fun. Picked up more attention than any other actual transfer. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB
0: AM with Gillette get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with Exfoliating Bar. Let's go down under and I'm delighted to say a very good morning slash good evening to Dara Joyce and Connor McKenna. Gentlemen, you're both very welcome. Um, Connor. I might start with you. Uh, the wet and windy pictures from the Allegheny Football League might have made it all the way to uh, sunny Australia. Were you feeling any pangs of regret that you weren't out there?
2: Hey, no, I haven't really felt too much to be honest. a uh, just seeing the results after the game but sort of happy here in sunny Brisbane
0: yeah it sounds nice
2: yeah it's been good it's been a a change from Melbourne Melbourne was a bit of a shock to the system thought it was going over there for sunshine and rainbows but it was very similar to home during winter you have your 4 degree days and a lot of rain so Brisbane's a bit of a change it's been 35 36 degrees for the last two weeks so it's been a
0: bit too warm but I'm not complaining yeah it looks like you've got a bit of a suntan there uh, Daryl what's the crack with you you were um I, I don't know if you were tempted or not but certainly you were linked with perhaps coming back and picking up the hurl again and um, sticking around Kilkenny but it turns out that uh, it's always sunny in Australia
1: uh, yeah very much so uh, tempted to go back home um, I had plenty of chats with Derek Ling and I was in doing a bit of training with him when I was at home I uh, went back to hurl for my my local club and play with my brother and family and that kind of thing so that was good fun but um when I came back down, I kind of realised how good Australia is and how sunny it is. So, um, yeah, I was planning on moving home for Christmas, but um, settled back in pretty well and then decided to give it another crack and then, lucky enough, ended up up here with Connor.
0: How does that come about when you're back in Ireland? are you? Is your, do you still have an agent in Australia kind of saying, here, listen, we have some interest from clubs, there's an opportunity here for you? Or how does that work?
1: Uh, Yeah, so I was let go by St Kilda um, and then obviously my contract is finished up and then your manager is paid by your contract but um, I had open and honest conversations with my manager and he kind of convinced me when I got back down that you'll get another chance at it and he was pretty pessimistic or optimistic about it and um, yeah, that was kind of where it all began when I came back down. He sat down and said, look, we'll sort out another club, there's interest in you um, so he wasn't obviously getting paid during that period, but um, yeah, just a mm. gentleman helped me out all along the way, and uh, so just continued that on with him.
3: How do you how do you end up choosing Brisbane, Connor? Like for yourself, uh, I know you you, you kind of time coming home with Tyrone very very well, and won your All Ireland, so it, at least it gives you the the freedom, I guess, without regret to go back to Australia. But was was Brisbane an easy choice? I guess you want to add an AFL title to that as well.
2: Yeah, I suppose as you say, I came home and wanted to go and play for Tyrone and my club and was looking up to win the line to be honest it probably just made it easier to come back once it sort of ticked that off the, the bucket list so as you say if they go on to win one this year it'll be still hard, hard to say it, but uh, not as bad so then just got in the communication with a few teams and had four or five teams to pick from and Brisbane were probably the one with the, the biggest chance of winning Premiership and that was sort of the goal uh, Tag Canali, he's the only player to win a, a Iron on a Premiership so
3: that's my, my goal is try to get a Premiership and uh, Get out and level him. I know I'm dealing in hypotheticals here, but if Tyrone hadn't won that All Ireland a couple of years ago, would you have? Would you have stayed on a bit longer here, or, or were you always tempted to go back?
2: Yeah, I was definitely always tempted to lean towards going back and say, as I say, it just definitely made it uh, easier decision. But I still think probably this year, probably would came back and say anyway.
3: You, you get that itch, I suppose. Like that, that, that seems to be something. And I know you, you would have. You mentioned Ty Kennelly there. He's someone I know. The two of you have have dealt with quite. Quite uh, constantly, so is our conversations with people like that who have who have been there and done it quite important in making your decision?
2: Yeah, there are ways. I suppose going from a professional athlete and working four or five days a week and kicking a football around, then going back home working nine to four, nine to five, and then going up to a wet windy night and training from six to ten. It's sort of, it's an easy decision, I suppose. And the <laughs> It definitely put it in perspective, and made me probably appreciate more of a legacy that what I have over here. And they just made it easy in that sense. But as you say, talking to like the large door and tag and boys that've been through that, and I'm happy I went
0: home. It definitely was the right decision at the time.
2: But just me my clear mind that I definitely want to give another crack for a few more
0: years. How easy is it for you to transition back to being a full time athlete after being somebody who's, as you say, going to work and then going training? Was it? Are you straight back into it and feel like you were when you were a full time athlete already, or? Is there a bit of a transition period? It's a good
2: good, good definitely a good transition, transition, suppose getting back into as I say, kicking the ball around for work. But yeah, it takes it takes a while. It definitely takes a toll in the body and I suppose the, the tiredness is a big one. You, you be in there from probably seven o'clock in the morning till three or four in the evening, three days a week, so it definitely takes a toll in the body and it just takes probably two weeks to get back in the swing things, but to be honest, after that I should have felt back at home probably and sort of just hobby playing F L again to be honest.
0: And in terms of your own form at the moment, is it back to where it would have been before you came home to Throne?
2: Yeah, it's probably... i have probably picked it up quicker than I thought I would have, to be right. honest. Uh, my kicking now has been fine, and that was probably my main area. I so suppose I hadn't kicked the ball in, in two and a half years, really, so we would come back and sort of be kicking good enough again. I was happy with that, and then it was just probably learning the, the different game plan and different tactics of the team, so that's probably the, the main issue at the minute, just getting used to that, but uh, the more game time I get, I'm probably a better learner playing the game than actually
0: listen that coach talk about it, you know. <laughs> fair enough Dara. what about you going home to pick up the hurl again so people might be familiar they might not but you had a very successful underage career obviously your brother is a, a storied multiple all-Ireland winner so it's in the genes and it's there somewhere how, how easy did you find it going back to hurling and was that maybe part of your decision to come back is that you would have found it difficult to get back to the level that you feel you need to be at or would that have been fairly straightforward what, what's your instinct
1: um, it wouldn't have been straightforward, um, I remember I landed on a Wednesday uh, train Thursday night and then played my first game on a Saturday and I played in midfield and midfield I just got bypassed, didn't know where to run, I was kind of running footy patterns and kind of just got bypassed the whole game but um, I kind of got slotted into the half forward line then and I was under a few puck and kind of got a little bit of a flow into my game um, so it was coming back to me. Um, and just getting the touch in, like, it's just, it's like riding a bike. Like, I did it for so long, so the touch is going to be there after a certain period of time, but it was just, like, striking on the run and different things like that when you get under fatigue. Um, that's what came against me, but really enjoyed it. Like, going back to play for your club is, is always special. And, um, yeah, like, it's still on the radar. I'd love to do what Connor did, go home and, and win All-Ireland. That's always been a dream as a kid. Like, I didn't dream of playing AFL. Um, I dreamed of lifting Lee McCarthy with Kenny so um, yeah, it's still it's still on my radar. Hopefully, at some stage,
0: apart from maybe the O'Halbins, who obviously were were dual as as kids, and uh, famously Sean Oak played both uh, hurling and football. There haven't been that many hurlers who've made it to the AFL, have there?
1: Uh, I'm not, no, I don't think so. Mark Keane is obviously a, a dual player, and he's just after signing up at Adelaide, um, so he can dabble in both. But uh, it's I thinking I'm the first Kilkenny man in a way for sure
0: <laughs> how did you get scouted did you just go to a combine kind of thinking I might want to go here or did someone come and say ok here listen you've got the profile
1: uh, yeah so I went to school in Good Council College in New Ross uh, Wexford and they're like a big football stronghold so played my football there got scouted from there um, I think it was Ty Kennelly's brother that actually saw me and then just got yeah brought to a Dublin combine the same kind of process as Connor, and then came down to the Australian draft uh, I came down when I was pretty young like I hadn't been to college yet so uh, I was kind of a bit homesick when I first went down um, and there was like talk of a contract being put in front of me and then I just like came home for a year and um, St Kilda at the time worked with me for a full year and then went to uni, went to UCD and then learned how to fend for myself and then uh, was grown up enough to to make the trip down.
3: I, Dar, I think you've, I've heard you speaking before about Eddie Brennan and the conversation you might have had with him, when he was the Kilkenny under twenty one manager. Maybe at training one night, and like maybe regrets from from not regrets, but him looking back on his own career. And you know, if you get opportunities to go down under, you only really get it get it once, so you have to jump at it. Like we're, were conversations like that with people like Eddie. Uh, I guess pretty significant in in your own decisions.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um I remember that night it was in Saint Kieran's College and it was pissing down rain and we were getting flogged in a running session. Um and I was just had a chat with him after it on the way in and we were drowned. But um yeah, Eddie was brilliant, like he just said, that he had the opportunity to travel when he was young and some an opportunity like this came up, um, he would have jumped at it and I've seen a few of my friends now have moved down to Melbourne, like if there's a mass exit at the moment, and like a few friends just come down to work in Melbourne and whatnot, and they just said if they didn't go now, they're like, they'll never go because they'll get into a job at home or whatnot. So, um, yeah, for me, it was a no-brainer, the opportunity to be a professional athlete. Um, and if I didn't make it after two years, I would have learned a whole heap and came home and hopefully become a better herder from it. So um, it just so happens I'm, I'm still here <clears throat> seven years later.
0: Uh, Connor, I don't think we've spoken to you about your uh, the end of your previous time in Australia since you came home. That all got a bit mad. You were kind of um, rounded on by the Australian media. Has, has that all disappeared? Is there any hangover with your relationship with the Australian media from all that stuff?
2: No, and it's probably a big difference from being in Brisbane compared to Melbourne. Uh, AFL in Melbourne is just like a premiership in England. It's massive and sort of live and breathe it down there, whereas up in Brisbane it's a lot of uh, NRL and the rubber union, so it's a lot, a lot different compared to Melbourne. There's no real cameras at the at the club that often. If there is any media, it's maybe one or two cameras. Where Melbourne, you could have anyone sort of on at your door at the club on a daily basis. So it's, it's been a nice change. It hasn't been a whole pile of media so far, which is a always a plus. So they don't care. You don't care. It, it's all grand. Yeah, no, no. It didn't really bother me. Like I think at that time, I had already my up I was going to come home anyway. Right. I certainly knew that year was not really enjoying it and probably made the decision that I was going to give it one more year and come home play for Tron and play for English but didn't really make it through the year and happy I did make that decision but yeah, I don't think no matter what happened that year to be honest, I was always
0: going to come home. It's great to have that flexibility hmm. to move in this scenario at the moment in your, in your career and in your life I suspect. It's like, okay, I can do this for a period of time because it gives you a certain freedom where this isn't the single thing that you've ever dreamed of doing. Now you've got kind of ticked off a lot of boxes. How... What, what sense of freedom does that give you about what's coming next?
2: Yeah, I think it does. I think probably talked myself into nearly hating Australia really when I was here the first time and just always wanted to get home to pay for throne and play for English. and do probably what I've dreamt of doing. And now that you say I've ticked that off, it probably just gives me the time that I'm actually probably a lot more relaxed out here now and know if it's a stay for two years, grand if it's a stay for three years or four years. I have no real timeline on it, to be honest. I'm with my girlfriend move over, so whatever sort of works for us is, is grand. And you say that freedom, just knowing... I'm not rushing home for anything, or I'm not stuck here. Sure, it definitely gives you a bit more freedom and just makes you more happy. Probably.
3: Is it a strange feeling, Conor, when you're those years where you, you were over in Australia, and not playing for Tyrone, watching Tyrone play in the championship? Like, it sounds like a terrible thing to say, but is there an element of your of your being that that almost doesn't want Tyrone to win when you're not there? Like, you you want to be part of the All Ireland winning team when it does come around. Luckily for you, you were. Um, but but I guess yeah, it's a yeah, it's was watching been. those games. It is, yeah, completely. Uh,
2: my first year thrown under-21s won all Ireland. they would be temporary, and that was a big moment that sort of hit home that I most likely would be involved in that team. And it sort of probably made me question why I was here, and sort of stubborn fella, and I sort of always want to play one AFL game, so I said, no, I'll stay and put that aside. And then it went to the All-Iron final in 2018, watched it in Crook Park, and... Throwing up maybe five one in the first ten minutes and I felt physically sick. I thought I was going to throw up. Like I just, it was a horrible feeling. You wanted to win, but you just felt like, oh my god, if if they do win, I haven't been there. Like, is it worth it being over here? So probably got very lucky in that way that for myself I didn't win it that year because it would have been sick for me, but obviously great for them. And then as you said, just got
3: pretty lucky coming home and sort of slotted in and. I'm just of into this. because I think of uh, I used to play soccer with Conor Moyna, Plays for Cavan, and of course he, I think he went travelling the year. Cavan won the Ulster title for the first time in years, and you, you think about people like that. And Ronald O'Gara wrote a piece in the Irish Examiner a few weeks ago where he was talking about after after he retired, watching Ireland playing in games against the All Blacks and almost hoping that they'd lose. So there is that. It's a strange feeling, you, you know, not not to want your county or your country to to win, but uh, I guess that's that's sport.
2: It is the end. That's, I That's as Dar says, it's a sacrifice you make when you come over here. You always have the, the possibility that a club or a county is going to win something at home. And I probably just lucky enough I didn't miss anything too great and got to be involved in, in the
0: Ireland, which was amazing. So probably got pretty lucky compared to most players, I'd say. Dara, what's your crack with um, a contract and all that? How, how long are you settled out for? What, because the life of a professional sportsman is, is pretty brutal. What's your situation at the moment?
1: Uh, yes, yeah, so I've just signed a year contract. Um, so it all happened kind of pretty quick. I was waiting for an opportunity like this to come up. I had signed with Collingwood VFL side, so I was literally going to work for a year and play VFL in the hope of getting picked up before season, like just happened, or else mid-season if you're having a good year. Um, so literally, I got a phone call. Uh, I had a meeting on a Friday, had a phone call on a Monday, and then it was confirmed on the Tuesday. Um, and I flew up to and Connor, collected me from the airport on a Sunday with a with a one year contract. So um, that's how it all happened. So I'm literally here now, just to um, train hard and try and force my way into the best twenty two. Come round one.
0: How sickening is the preseason?
1: Um, preseasons are tough, especially up here where it's so humid. Um, I was doing a lot of stuff myself, so I only started like the last month. Um, so I've actually probably timed it well. They're coming into playing games now so last Friday we played three 20 minutes of actual a match between ourselves um this Friday we'll add on a bit more to that but um Connor was probably there for a bit of the harder running sessions before Christmas you're shaking um, your head there Connor I, <laughs> I had to do uh, my own running over Christmas to try and keep fit so um yeah, getting back into football boots uh, full-time kind of blew me up there the last couple of weeks, but the body's feeling good. Um, but yeah, I've timed it pretty well coming into games now, so it's uh, this is the best time of the year.
0: You're, I think, 26, Dara, so there's still plenty of time for you to come home and have a, a swan song that involves Liam McCarthy.
1: Yeah, I'm not 26 yet, just a couple of months' go. time. So, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, plenty of time yet, but uh, this year just focused for Brisbane, and all. Uh, so see how it goes
3: would you like to see either of you like Connor I guess the, I don't want to start the professionalism and amateur debate in, in GEA just yet but it's kind of been rumbling all the time and I guess it's getting more professional in terms of well in terms of the commitment of players uh, and in terms of the finances pumped into the game as well is is that something you'd like to see down the tracks? It's it's a hard one like I'd, I'd say being back and playing
2: as a country player for two years you give me an unbelievable appreciation of what them players do and when I look at players having ten-year credit careers, I don't understand how it's possible. It's it's just such a commitment, and we probably weren't even to that level because of COVID for a year and a half. So we were probably a bit less than normal. But yeah, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting one because the boys give so much and probably in a lot of cases get so little back in terms of silverware and, and winning stuff. I suppose only one team can really win the Sam Maguire, so the other 32, sort sure, of don't get much. But I don't know how, how it's fixed but it's just it's it's too much I think for an amateur player to bonus a life a life with football it sort of takes over your whole life and then the split seasons good too but when we won the Ireland we didn't really have an off season for two years because your off season or your throne finishes in the week after we won the Ireland we had a match the week after so it just it never stops it's just sort of a continuous circle of, of football and I'm a type person I sort of like to eat away from it I don't like football that much I like to play it but I don't like to be swarmed by it
0: yeah, I think um, that's increasingly what a lot of people are, are making the decisions. And we're seeing people take a year out in their mid 20s to go travelling and come back. And, you know, you've seen it with um, several of the doubles, but it's happening in every county as well. Listen, lads, we wish you the very best of luck this season. Congratulations on the, the new contract, Dara and uh, Connor. You know, if you are the, the next man on that list of people who uh, have won both of those medals, that'll be a fairly sensational end to this season for you. So thanks a million, lads.
1: Thanks, very much, Ablos. Uh, Darren, Thanks, guys. S- Thanks very much. Appreciate it. OTB AM. With Gillette, get into your flow with the new Gillette
0: Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.